0: COPUS is a Greenville, South Carolina-based technology firm focused on providing software and cloud solutions to businesses and state agencies in the southeast. With a growing team of over 40 employees, COPUS is one of the fastest-growing software companies in South Carolina. Today we are going to be talking with Andy Kurtz, the CEO of COPUS. Andy has served in this position since 1999 and the team at Copus has successfully delivered software solutions for firms from startups to Fortune 500 companies. Andy, in your own words, what is the core business of Copus? We're a software development company, um, provide solutions for businesses trying to create uh, digital products, uh, whether that's a product they're selling to the, their customer, whether that's a product or a solution, a digital solution that they're trying to use for internal efficiency. Um, Uh, whether it's using digital solutions to create uh, visibility for their organization into their data and and data analytics. But uh, we're all about uh, professional services, helping companies take advantage of software and digital products and data to achieve their objectives. Talk about the history of Copus. My first company that I started was when I was 22 years old. Um, I started up a company with another gentleman that did industrial automation. We uh, we were uh, at the time automating uh, textile machine lines. So uh, my background's accounting. So not not computer science. So I uh, I ended up I was at Furman University originally for a computer science degree, and for some reason I, I just gravitated towards the accounting side. It was a combination computer science business degree. I gravitated towards the comp- or towards the accounting side. Um, when i first started uh, i graduated from Furman. i ended up at price waterhouse here in greenville south carolina and it turns out i really was my i did not get along well with public accounting so let's just put it that way i love accounting public accounting was was just not for me so um the first client who offered me a job as as controller for them i jumped at it and that was at the ripe age of 22. um that company As I said, that company did automation of manufacturing, starting in textiles, we ended up in other industries because during uh, really just a couple years in, the textile industry collapsed on us uh, in this area. But I needed to um, be able to provide a source of income for myself. When we first started the company, there wasn't a lot of accounting to do. And so I started doing computer software development on the side, uh, building applications for companies, and slowly brought that team that, that myself originally and then some other people, brought that into that organization that I, that I w- had, had helped found um, originally. In 1999, um, myself and my partner didn't agree on where we should grow the business. I wanted to grow this, this fledgling software development group that I had been um, working both personally in, but also to grow. My partner wanted to focus on on moving more towards the plant floor and focusing on, on delivering solutions to the plant floor, both perfectly viable options for the business. And we finally decided, you know, this doesn't make sense for us to be arguing about. We we can both do what we want to do. So I sold my portion of the company to them and was able to uh, start uh, what at the time was Proactive Technology became Copus. Ultimately, we rebranded in 2015. Um, so, so the business started in 1999, kind of coming out of that other organization. Uh, but when I sold out of that, I, I, I was able to get not only the cash that I needed to start Proactive Technology, but I was able to leave with uh, with two other employees who were only doing the software development. So, so it started out. as originally a team of three and then also was able to start uh, with a couple of customers we were doing work with. Um, And they were they were good customers. We were doing work with with, uh, BMW manufacturing and we were doing work with uh, Floor Corporation at the time. So, So kind of a good foundation upon which to start the business. Tell us again, what is the key value proposition for businesses? How do you help them? All of our customers, BMW, Floor, other companies that were working with us, they typically come to us when they have a situation that they've decided uh, they need automation or they need some sort of software solution and they can't find it off the shelf. They can't find the product. So they come to us to help build that software solution. Sometimes that's build the whole solution. There's nothing, we're starting from scratch. This is gonna be a standalone system. Honestly, that that, that describes what we did more 10 years ago and at the founding of the company 20 years ago really more and more we're, we're building where we're, um, organizations have software but they're missing in order to achieve their objectives they're missing some element of what the, the solution needs to do for them so they come to us to basically build add-ons to, an, uh, to their accounting or their ERP solutions. It might be a, a system that provides a certain function, but it interfaces and, and integrates with everything else. But in the end, they come to us because they have a business problem that they believe software um, in some way, shape or form can help solve. There's no product that does it. So they come to us to help build it and create it for them. Talk about the growth of the company. Has it been a straight line of growth? So when we started in 1999 we started with three people and we grew we grew quickly in 1999 and into 2000 and I can tell you I thought I was just the most amazing business person um, and, and what I didn't realize was that the convergence of Y2K and the emergence of the internet that convergence of those two things doesn't happen all the time. That's that's kind of a once in a lifetime, probably. Well, Y2K, once in a millennium <laughs> scenario. So I was very fortunate to start the business with that happening. Um, so we quickly grew to about 12 to 15 people. I don't remember the exact number, but I mean, very quickly we grew to that size. Um, and then Y2K was over, and then the internet bubble burst, and we dropped back down fairly rapidly to. Uh, uh, a much, much smaller number, but a more realistic number as a foundation upon which to build. And one of the great things for me is some of those people who joined us early on, who survived that, that, that first change in, in economic conditions for us, some of those people are still with us today. Uh, you know, I think four of us um, out of about six people when we went from, from uh, that peak down and, and, and went down to the right size that we needed to be, um, four four of us are still here today 20 years later Um, you know after that it was it was a more of a stair-step approach to how we would grow obviously there were economic you know there were there were times when the economy improved times when it went down for the most part we 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 managed to maintain a steady growth throughout all that nothing never a hockey stick Um, uh, by far the worst economic conditions we faced was, was, which I think most people would probably echo, 2008-2009 timeframe. Um, really, 2009 um, was, was when we really started feeling the hit. And one of the things we're most proud of as a company is the fact that, that we didn't let anybody go through the 2008 recession. You know, coming out of that in 2011, uh, end of 2011 is when we started to feel that shaking loose a little bit. Um, and. Since then, we've had really exponential growth, primarily in the last three years. Um, It started out with a little more of a stair-step approach again, but we started to grow, and we reached a size where um, suddenly I could no longer manage the organization myself. We we reached a point where it was too large for one person to do. And it probably took me a little longer than I would have liked to have come to that realization. Um, Probably a common problem for people, but um, I selected a couple of folks who had kind of uh, really risen to the the top in terms of people who I thought would be really good managers, and so two of the people that that were um, part of the team started to move into a management role, and that's when we started to get more formal in terms of how did we plan the business, Um, how do we plan for you know, one year out, three years out, five year, five years out, a little more disciplined about setting objectives, um, certainly more disciplined about process and, and the way we ran the organ, ran the company. That I believe is what really set the stage for the growth. Yeah, in the last three years, we've grown by I believe om- almost five x. Um, now, that's been a combination of organic growth, just just through through um, our our efforts going out. Um, in trying to grow the business in terms of uh, adding additional capabilities, adding people, additional um, efforts around business development, but it's also been driven by some acquisitions that we did. So, but that was also, you know, very. That was the result of a deliberate plan to grow to to grow the business. That we had set certain objectives for the business uh, in terms of growth. That had all come out of that more disciplined planning process. That that, you know. Adding these people to management caused us to have to plan better, caused us to have these objectives, caused us to see some opportunity for acquisition. That's allowed us to, to grow both the, the revenue side um, by about 5x and, and the, the team size, I don't know the exact number off the top of my head, but probably 3 to, probably, probably three to 4x. What are some opportunities for Copas going forward? So the strategy over the next five years, um, obviously continue to grow. Um, you know, we uh, we have p- some very specific product lines that we intend to grow in. One of the acquisitions that that we did was around Microsoft uh, Dynamics ERP solutions, and that's an area where Microsoft is investing in their cloud um, ERP solutions. And when we did that acquisition, the objective was to get into providing the ERP. Which for those who don't know what ERP is, ERP is a it's an accounting system but an all-encompassing accounting system so it's for an organization as an example that's a distributor um, it would not just be their, their their you know general ledger and accounts receivable and accounts payables it would include managing inventory and sales orders and, and 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 managing everything about the business and trying to do all that in one system so so we see we see big growth opportunities for us in the microsoft dynamics erp solution around both providing that solution to companies, consulting around that solution, but also creating um, tech, technologies that we as, as a product development team, that we, would, um, we will create that are add-ons uh, around that. So, so becoming um, not just an implementer of that solution, but pro- providing product that other companies and other companies can, can buy and leverage. Um, we're, we're continuing to invest in, in, I mean, obviously software development, Um, software development is the same as it was 20 years ago and yet it's completely different and when I say that you know it's professional services around good architecture good design um, good good software development techniques good testing techniques um, and yet the technologies you're using the technologies you're leveraging it changes continuously maybe not every day but next year we will not be using all of the same technologies we're using today, right? The the, the stacks and the opportunities continue to grow. So part of our growth plan is to always stay um, kind of, not on the bleeding edge, but certainly on the leading edge to try to help our our clients take advantage of what new technology is available. Um, A good example of that is there's a, um, that we're making investments in is around IoT, which is the internet of things. So, for those who don't know what Internet of Things is, we have historically what I'll call dumb devices that are becoming smart devices, and that simply means they're connected to the Internet, they have data that comes off of them, and a lot of times they provide the ability to then also control them remotely. And there are more and more manufacturers who have traditionally made things that, that didn't have, they weren't smart devices, but they need to be smart devices. We are are making investments in being able to have technology to enable um, manufacturers to rapidly be uh, able to um, produce IoT devices, enable devices to their customers. So for manufacturers um, and companies who are not software companies, but now they need a software arm, that's an area where we're making investments so that we're a great partner for them. Talk about the change in the Greenville business climate over the past 20 years. In terms of the community, I will tell you that that Next, the the Next organization was to me a real turning point for the upstate, was also a real turning point for our company. i felt like i mean i've described this to people before it felt we were a technology company there were other technology companies in the area we didn't talk to each other i didn't know who most of them were very much felt like we were on an island in terms of what we were trying to do from a technology standpoint and we would go park our car go work hard all day go back to our car go home and do it all again the next day and there was really no sense of community when it came to when it came to entrepreneurship, but, but espe- especially the type of entrepreneurship, you know, based on technology, not necessarily software technology, but, but based on you know, life sciences, um, all the things that Next tackles, life sciences, advanced materials, um, as well as the software and, and the IT space. So I have been very involved and engaged from day one with Next. Um, you know, founding, founding member of Next, um, I've been uh, chair of Next, serve on the board of Next, um, and, and wherever I can, I try to help contribute to Next. It has helped make connections that have been invaluable. At the same time, it's designed to try to help foster an entrepreneurial, an entrepreneurial environment that will help all companies grow. And so there are times when, when you have to give back to it, that you're not necessarily getting something direct out of it, but with the mindset of, listen, if, if Next succeeds in its mission, then The ability to grow a company like ours for both us, but as well as for new companies starting, is just becomes much simpler. And we absolutely felt um, an improvement in the ability for us to grow and connect with the community um, once Next was founded. So eternally grateful. (laughs)